Hi everyone, how you been? Um, I'm really excited about this week's episode. This week I have my friend Crispy on from the Soju Talk Nation podcast. And it's, it's a really great podcast, you should listen to it. It's on all the platforms and YouTube. Um, <laughs> uh, and Crispy is great, he's a fun person to talk to, and I'm really excited about this episode. So Crispy, how you been? Hi Alex. I'm doing excellent. Um, it is a beautiful day in California. There's a lot of sunshine. I took an evening walk today, um, you know, pondering, thinking about the world, um, <laughs> and then also listening to uh, some music that, you know, we'll be talking about later, so we won't jump too far ahead. But yeah, my life was okay. Um, I think seeing friends recently has been a really nice inclusion into kind of opening back up to the world. Um, taking long walks. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to the weekend already, even though it's a couple it's, days away. It's only um, Tuesday. <laughs> it's only Tuesday, but um, I do have plans. Hopefully, um, a friend and I are going to watch one of Everything Everywhere All at Once or the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. I've already seen Everything Everywhere All at Once. Love that movie. Um, I'm more than happy to watch either or both. And kind of just kind of looking forward to um, you know life normalizing a bit. Um, there's an anime convention coming up in California. It's called Fanime. This is not an actual plug, but this is like this is like coming home for me every single year before the pandemic. We've been two years away from it, and it's this spring break s type celebration of all the anime fans in the uh, greater Northern California area. It's in San Jose, California, and um, you know it's it's a celebration of people coming back together. You know, of, uh, it feels like home. Um, it is four days over Memorial Day weekend. Um, typically, they've had the entire convention op center open 24 hours. Oh, wow. Incredi <laughs> incredible. Yeah, with um, screening rooms just going all night. But this year, um, because of, I think, COVID still, they are you know limiting some of the capacity and some of the uh, amenities. But mm -hmm. it will still hopefully feel like home because uh, it's been a long time since, uh, since we've gotten it. I think it's two 2020. They didn't have it 2020, but it's been two years. Yeah. But yeah, just looking forward to a lot. I, I'm very much looking forward is, is how I'll put that, right? Very much springing yeah. forward um, <laughs> as far as like good feelings, good vibes, and like anticipating what's to come. Um, I'm very much a, a person who is emotionally dictated by the weather and the seasons. Um, thankfully, I live in California, so it's usually pretty sunny. Um, but when it gets to the time of the year, I'm just... Um, far more eager and excited to just be part of the world because of you know sunshine happiness, <laughs> people but yeah that's how i've been how have you been oh. how you been oh oh turning it on me um i am in chaos as usual nothing has changed there but i am now in moving chaos i'm moving to the sunny side of the country um, <laughs> I uh, I don't know how that's gonna go because I spent 20 minutes outside this weekend and got a sunburn, um, <laughs> and uh, and I much prefer the winter. My wardrobe is all hoodies that are now useless. <laughs> um, but it's it's fun. Things are good. Uh, this weekend is the kickoff of Monster X's tour, so I'll be in New York for that. Um, very excited for that one. And then Memorial Day, I get to go home and see my parents, which is nice. They were just here for Easter, but it's always fun to go home. <laughs> but yeah, outside of that, it's it's everything's chaos with the move, so it's a lot of moving pieces 
Uh, well, I'm sure like when to actually move and then start to give away whatever you need to give away and start to minimize the things in your life, it might calm down, settle down. At least that's my hope for you. That's the energy I'm putting out for you. Because, um, I think I, I will I will support you in in that way because that's probably the only way I can actually support you. I can't help you move in, but I will be um, emotionally and spiritually present for you. I appreciate that. I, I think right now the hardest part is actually everybody wants to hang out one last time. And I, I guess I didn't realize how many friends I had because it's all these people where I'm like, have we hung out before? Why are we hanging out now that I'm leaving? And they're like, it's nice. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't, I don't have time for this. Um, wow. So you are as popular as I imagined I, you being. I'm, I knew it. I'm, I knew it. I'm not. You are the coolest. I'm not. Um, no, you are so cool. Uh, I, I, I always thought you were. And now this just reinforces. This is further evidence that you just have far less time than you are allotted to see people, which I do not have the problem. So amazing. amazing. I mean, part of that is, is I have all these trips, too, because it's like I have New York this weekend. I'm back home next weekend, the weekend after I'm in Atlanta. Um, somewhere in there, I have to fly to to my new location to go find a place to live <laughs> so I can tell the movers where to take my stuff. <laughs> and I have to let them come take my stuff, which is giving me anxiety because I'm worried about losing things. So I have a lot of important things. <laughs> a lot of signed books, signed albums, signed posters, signed hockey gear. <laughs> you're You're afraid of the movers being k-pop fans i'm afraid of things just going missing because so my my dad's military so we moved a lot when i was a kid and the movers always took something like we'd never get all of our stuff and it'd be like i my favorite one is we had like this german bed um and like the the mattress like lifted up and it was like storage underneath the mattress and they only took the mattress but they didn't take like the bed frame but like the mattress the way it like sets up like you can't use it on a normal bed like it just it's not just a normal mattress <laughs> So, like, it, it doesn't make any sense to take just the mattress. <laughs> um, I don't know how to rationalize that. Because, again, it, like you said, it doesn't make sense. And yet, I don't know, maybe they saw, they saw value in it. Like, this this antique German bed frame? The mattress, saw? not the frame. Mattress. Yeah. Oh, yes. Antique German mattress. That is something that makes sense to me. Yeah, I just... And I think things like that, and that's why I'm so, like don't take my things, don't touch my things. <laughs> but like, I have a lot of things. When I moved up here from my hometown, I had nothing. I had a car full of like clothes and I don't, I, I don't even know what else I brought. Cause I literally had nothing. Cause I, I, I went from living at home to, to having to furnish an entire apartment in one go. So I had like, I made, no, I had to buy four cause I didn't even have four. <laughs> So yeah, I had coffee mugs. That's probably the one thing I had is coffee mugs. I have a very extensive collection of coffee mugs. <laughs> well, the real question is how long did you go without having actual forks and using disposable forks from fast food restaurants? Oh, not long at all. That would have been like an immediate purchase. Okay, so you are, you are that practical person who thinks that that is a better idea, which is actually very smart. That, that is a credit to you as just being a more competent person than you give yourself credit for. I don't like plasticware. <laughs> um, I have it for it was... like emergencies because there's things like a uh, fun fact. If you have like homemade jams and jelly, you should use a plastic fork and not a metal one because metal one will cause it to spoil faster. 
So there's uses for plastic, but. <laughs> that's your science background coming in handy. That's... Oh my, that is brand new information for me. I am so excited. God, I knew this was a good idea. This is great. <laughs> this friendship is paying off in spades already. Yeah. I'm going to collect all the plastic forks. <laughs> And whenever I need to make peanut butter and jelly, I know exactly what to do. Yeah, that's actually a tip from my mom because she makes like jams and jellies and marmalades and all that stuff. I think she she just made some this weekend, and I think it was specifically so I could take some on my move. Because <laughs> she made the one flavor that I eat from her because I I don't like most of them because I have a weird thing about fruit in things. Um, yay texture problems. Um, <laughs> did, did you watch Friends? I tried to watch the first season, but I didn't watch it when it was airing. I watched it in like 2019, and so it just was not funny. <laughs> oh, man. I missed out on a lot. I see a lot of jokes, and I'm like, I, I don't get it. <laughs> man. Well, I'm going to quickly just summarize what the situation <laughs> is. So I grew up with friends very much like ingrained into like my uh, teenage years, into high school college rewatching the dvds because i'm old um and joey in one episode um well monica is making jam and joey has a broken arm for whatever reason i forget the exact scenario but he is just continuously just eating jam and has jam all <laughs> over his face so i'm just imagining you eating jam straight from the jars with jam all over your face and then you asking people around you did i get it all and then people telling you yes would in fact know you have jam all over your face still. And yeah, that is a visual that will forever be ingrained in my, uh, in my mind. There's a 100% possibility something similar has happened. <laughs> I don't think it was jam, but there's definitely been something where somebody's done that to me. <laughs> Friends are so nice. <laughs> you have so many of them. So I mean, you have I, I a don't. lot. You have a lot of, of friends to compare and contrast with. So I, I, I am very jealous. I don't have a lot of friends. I don't want a lot of friends. <laughs> and yet you attract them like a moth to a flame. I see what you did there. That what is, did I do exactly? That is a good transition into what we're talking about. <laughs> so Wusung just had a comeback. Solo comeback. Uh, with the album Moth. It was uh, four songs on it, so it was a shorter album, but I thought all the songs were excellent, so that's fine. What did you think? I love this album. So initially when I listened to it, I, I tend to listen to albums all the way through without thinking too deeply about them. Mm -hmm. um, kind of having them on in the background, either while I'm working or while I'm out for a walk, um, and really just trying to absorb and kind of see the flow of the album, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it does play into this very like indie hip um, kind of you know some electronic inspiration but it all kind of flows really well together and um, it's all in English so yes. I was just very much able to connect with kind of what he was saying um, with you know without translation <laughs> which is kind of amazing um, but overall I think it very much played into the character of what I know of Usung which is kind of this uh, well, not brooding exactly but he has a curious, like mysterious, dark undertone of like, curiosity to the world, and it really just plays into that for me. So um, I'm a big fan of Usum. Um, I have I've only recently slowly started to get into uh, male soloists and male artists in general, but Usum was someone I found 
late last year um, from Lazy and Dimples. Mm -hmm. um, like this, this is my genre. Um, I do like R and B. I do like um, that style of music. So it was just a great fit. So I think this is right in line with what I know about Usung, and it played super well for me. Um, what did you think about the album? I I loved it. I actually so. When the album released, Wusung was live on Twitch. So he talked about kind of like how he wrote the album. And then we listened to each song one at a time and he talked through it. So not how I normally listen to an album. I usually go with the title track and listen through it and, and maybe watch the music video a couple times to kind of understand the music video as well, depending on what it is. And then I'll go listen to all the B-sides. But since we went in order, it was, it was kind of it was pretty cool to go through it with him where he's like talking about it um, with each song getting a little bit of insight with that but uh it was good it's it's it definitely has a different sound to it from genre the one that came out with dimples and lazy but it still has the same feel to it for sure and uh, did you ever listen to his older stuff like wolf i did listen to wolf a bit this past year mm -hmm. but i didn't dig into it too deeply um all i know is the first song it's very um sensual <laughs> he's yeah. whispering what and i'm just like oh there's there's a lot happening here <laughs> um i'm not i'm not sure if i'm ready i'll give it a try but he definitely has that kind of vibe where he's very uh, sensual and alluring mm -hmm. and um really you know piques your interest if you're just curious of what that side of i'll say it like sexuality <laughs> can can offer right and i'm not saying this as far as just being heterosexual or or otherwise mm -hmm. it's more of a um, generalized sexuality of kind of exploration. Yeah, I, I always find it kind of entertaining when when Wu Sun gets like that, like with on the more sexual side of things, because that is not his actual personality, like at all. Um, at least not that he presents to us more publicly. So it's just it's one of those. It's very like the duality that people like to talk about in K-pop is very much how it feels because he he comes across a lot more shy in reality. <laughs> And not at all like the the way he's danced on stage and, and the way some of these songs come across. But I'd say he has, even with that, a very consistent sound. I was actually, when Genre came out, I was curious how the sound would change now that he's independent. I don't know how much you know about what happened with the Rose and their label, um, but there were lawsuits involved. We don't actually know all the details either, because from my understanding, they actually lost their lawsuit but they still were able to leave the company. And I guess they have rights to their music and the name and everything still because they got they actually created new social media accounts, but they got the original ones back, um, which is nice. So they, uh, I mean, it's none of our business in the end, of course, but they uh, they just said it's it's fine, basically. <laughs> so, and that's when Wusun created uh, Wolfpack, his label. And uh, I was always, it's always curious when, you know, an artist gets to like have that freedom more, even though they wrote all their songs anyway, but it's, it's nice to see that he's still Wusung. <laughs> the, the concept with this album is really unique uh, with the, there's the theme of moth throughout all the songs. And he actually said that he 
uh, was sitting at a, outside a convenience store in Korea and watched, and there's like a big like sign lit, lit up and he watched like a moth fly in front of it. And it's like moths, when you first look at them, aren't really pretty. Nobody likes a moth, but when they have that light, light hit on them and you see the designs, they actually, they're prettier than people think. And so it's kind of the, the thought process with the album is what he said is that, um, sometimes you just need like a light to shine on you for people to see like how great you are. Right? And I'm like, it's so deep, but I love it. And I'm just, all the feels. <laughs> and that's How did he describe what that light represented? Because I know that in the music video, there are a lot of different variations of light and kind of the use of light um, for Phase Me. Um, <laughs> I, I think the, 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 the image that really stuck in my mind in that music video was the, the flickering light of the lamppost at the very end. Uh, did he talk about that at any point um, I, throughout the promotions or the live stream? I don't think he did. So I he hasn't really done much to promote it outside of that one Twitch stream. It's, he did the Twitch stream and then that was it. He's done one interview, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. But it hasn't been anything else because he's in he's in California right now. He's not in Korea. Um, so. We know where in California. Uh, I believe he's from L.A. So we're going to see him real soon? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, <laughs> he's about to go on tour, so probably not. He is about to go on tour. I totally yes. forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... Um, I'm, I'm seeing him in June. Are you? Yeah. I'm oh. going with, um, with Tiffy. I'm so jealous. Uh, I The dates didn't work out for me to go see him. Um, so, but that's, that's, he's, it's a great show. Uh, he played the entire set list uh, before the song came or the album came out. <laughs> and it's, it is fantastic, is all I'll say. <laughs> all right, well, now I have to ask. Well, now that we know the songs and how it played out, um, did he play them in order of the album? Um, and yes. Did he, did he um, what's it called? Did he give any like, precursor preamble to like what the songs were that you were going to hear from him? for the tour of the album <laughs> um during during the performance when he opened for epic high oh okay so when he opened for epic high he only played four songs then so it was it was a really short set uh he he kind of just went into them i don't remember what the first two were because then he he played uh he sang he did lazy i know he did lazy and then he did i love you so bad which was one of the songs he's done as a cover that's just super popular uh if you haven't heard it i highly recommend it Lanny, I think, is the original person who sings that one. It's also great, but I love Wusung's cover. Um, <laughs> and then he, he did Phase Me, and so he introduced that one a little bit as just, here's a new song. Um, and that was, that was it. He just, he talked a little bit in between songs, but concert culture has gotten so different from pre-pandemic. Um, it was something I was actually thinking about the other day uh, when someone, I was talking to someone about it, but I feel like heckling has become more of a thing in concerts. Like, but it's not like heckling in the way, like when you go to like a comedy show, it's more of heckling, like, like the barking and like the step on me and like those types of comments. <laughs> it's the internet heckling. Yeah. Where it... you want the other person, the person of interest to assert themselves on you. 
Yeah, so a lot of that happened. And again, like, you could see how, like, shy Wusong... Like, it wasn't, like, super uncomfortable type of shyness, but it was definitely a, like... Like, a, I'm gonna take a step back on the stage and just giggle into the microphone. <laughs> and, uh, like, he would be talking and someone would shout something and he would just lose his complete train of thought. Um, <laughs> and be like, what? He, he definitely sings live. A hundred percent. He sounds exactly like he does in the album. It's incredible. But someone, I don't even remember what they said. Somebody shouted something in the middle of, um, I think, Lazy. And he just started laughing. Like, right? Like, he lost his line because he started laughing. <laughs> and I mean, he went right back into it. But it was definitely one of those of, like, okay, clearly live. Um, <laughs> which he performed without in-ears in, which he said was, like, the first time he's ever done that. Um, which... I thought it was still cool that he was just still on point with everything. Um, he couldn't hear the song outside of the speakers that were in front of him. Yeah. Wow, that's hard. Right? Which, if you've ever been on stage, that's like super difficult to hear the music that's in front of you. Yeah. Um, so, but he did great. I mean, he did absolutely great. Uh, we had a little bit of audio issue at that concert because when Epic High went on, they couldn't hear the side speakers. And they also weren't using in-ears. Um, so uh, Tableau got pretty mad on stage. I'm not going to lie. It was a little awkward in the beginning because he was just like yelling at whoever was on the side of like fix the speaker. <laughs> and he like had a talk at some point. He's like, I'm sorry, guys. I literally can't hear anything. <laughs> yeah, they were playing on hard mode. They were, but they did great. Okay. And Wusung did great. And Wusung, it was so funny. So outside of the venue, they had one of those Van Gogh exhibits. No, it was Banksy. It was a Banksy exhibit. One of those, like, touring ones. And so that's, like, I guess Wusung went. And they they all went. And he bought a shirt. So that's what he wore on stage was a Banksy shirt. He's so artsy. God, yeah. a really cool artsy, introspective introvert. Yeah. That's Wusung in a <laughs> nutshell. He's... he's... Um, I'm so jealous you're going to see him. Like, it's going to bother me all night. <laughs> I'm, I apologize. No. I Tiffany because um, I was unable to be by a phone or a computer. Uh, but she came through. She nice. She got a ticket for me. Yeah. Solid. <laughs> yeah, she got VIP. I didn't. But she has the tickets. So I'm going to go in line with her and see if they'll just let me in. So we'll see what happens. If they do it how we did the... the um vip for uh like eric and, and epic high eric nam um you get a wristband and they check wristbands so just a heads up well we'll try we'll see what yeah. happens but i uh, think you're right i think that does bring a bell because i do remember the um the itsy showcase two years ago now oh my god um <laughs> the vip people had different wristbands you're correct yeah i for I think it was for Eric's. I had like two wristbands and then I had a stamp that said A plus on it. <laughs> You're a perfect score. It was so that was how they because they were still checking vaccine cards back then because um, they're not checking vaccine cards anymore at concerts. It's odd. Um, I'm a little worried about New York because New York's going back onto like a high alert for COVID um, because I guess they're having a spike in cases. But the venue that Monstax is playing at has already said they're not going to check vaccine cards. So uh, I might be in a mask. <laughs> I don't You're fully covered. Yeah. Gonna... All the germex. <laughs> Just 
whoever's sitting next to me is just gonna get covered in germex too and be like no <laughs> i'm not getting sick thank you <laughs> you have the science you know exactly how to avoid all of the sickness been lucky so far <laughs> my mom got it like twice <laughs> so well, well yeah. i hope she's okay yeah she's fine she's fine no, I wouldn't be so casual about it if she wasn't. <laughs> Whatever. No, some people just like it's a throwaway line. It's like, oh, mom got COVID. Yeah. No. Hi. <laughs> so, um, but with the the music video for Phase Me was interesting. I feel like the teaser felt like a different song from the music video. And all of that felt like a different song from the audio. And all of that felt different from seeing it live. <laughs> like, it was like four separate vibes to this song, which is just wild. <laughs> went, your, went through four phases of Wusung. Yeah. That's how we're going to describe that. Is that. I feel like he sings it lower live, I would say. Like, not like, like way lower. Like, it's not like deep because he doesn't have a deep voice, but... <laughs> Does it go raspier? I I don't know. It's 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 almost like just just slightly lower, just noticeably. Where I was like, okay, this this. I don't know if it was because it was the they were already like halfway through tour and it was like the last song of the night for him and it was just his voice was just kind of going out or what. I mean, it still sounded great, but it was it's definitely just just a little different from the audio. Um. And then the audio the audio was great, like because the music video didn't come out till like the next day from when the song like hours later. Um. I got Jackson Wang vibes from the teaser, so I was very confused. <laughs> Cause I was like, I've already heard the song. <laughs> yeah, I felt similarly. So I usually watch the music video before I listen to anything of mm -hmm. a new release, um, whether that's the audio version or the album. But the mini album came out first, yeah. like the whole day before the music video. I just decided I was going to immerse myself in everything. So I got a very specific vibe and feel from it. Um, Phase Me was not one of my favorite songs on the album at one f through first listen. Um, but then watching the music video, the experience completely changed. Yeah, it's so it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and we can talk about the music video. There's, there's uh, Wu Sung in Just a Jacket. <laughs> great. Great. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hands. I think that's how you so many it. hands. Yeah, just which I think is why I immediately had just Jackson Wing like blow vibes. I was just like, <laughs> okay, Same color palette. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's that orange um, kind of lamp uh, lamp post lighting. Yeah. Um, Wusung yeah. dressed as a moth. Um. <laughs> he had wings, very much so. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of symbolism there with emerging from a cocoon mm -hmm. yeah. and then truly not caring about whoever he's writing about <laughs> and singing about <laughs> he is over oh, yeah. whoever that is <laughs> he, he's definitely he definitely went through it this is his therapy to get through whatever uh past relationship um weighed heavy on him because he definitely had some things he wanted to get off his chest yep but it was it was good. I, I really I with the all the hands in the teaser and just this it had a totally different vibe to it. I was a little worried about the music video that I wasn't gonna be into it. But I loved it. I thought it was great. 
Um, yeah, music video. It was very visually pleasing. Um, even though they only stayed in one location, it was yeah. the warehouse in that one room. But they did a nice job utilizing different sets mm -hmm. within that one location. Yeah, it's. I mean, I guess that's the the downside to being indie is you have to you have to fund it all yourself. But uh, I agree. It was it was not like I mean it was obvious it was all one location, but it wasn't like a boring one location. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of different changes. Um, yeah. He tried to capture a lot of different visual motifs. Mm -hmm. um, we do have like the moth. Um, I'm going to just go and go with this. So he, there, there's definitely a rebirth aspect to it. And the sprinklers go on at one point and he is soaked in water. <laughs> in my brain, my creative brain, it's, uh, you know, being birthed and having the amniotic existence out of the shell into the world and screaming into whatever it is that he's going through so take that listeners of how you've been just <laughs> imagine um Busan being born covered in fluid i'm gonna erase that from my memory <laughs> but can you you're gonna watch the music video and that's all you're gonna think of right now but because he's so artistic you know it's it's cool, right? He's a cool art kid, you know. He just, he you know, let, yeah, he's a cool art kid. Um, but if if I'm interpreting that incorrectly, I apologize. But I also think it still makes sense with this idea of being a moth, mm -hmm. um, emerging from the cocoon and then flying out into the world, um, and then kind of being phased out of whatever it was that he was going through, kind of the struggle from that past relationship. I I agree, and I feel like Wu Sung. I want to say he was like he had like meanings behind all of these songs, but it's what he you know, and it's that thing with art. Once you release it, it's everyone can interpret it how they want. Um, and I want to say he mentioned that in his Twitch stream because I, I think people are really trying to like dig into like the meaning, and he's like, it's whatever you want it to be. <laughs> Open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. So if I interpret that he was born from the womb, <laughs> he was born from the womb. It's awful. Uh, can we talk about the hands? The hands. There's so many hands, and they're just all over. And it's just, I personally would be so uncomfortable having that many hands on me. <laughs> and just, he, he probably was, but for yeah. the art, he's like, I gotta do this. Yeah, I, it's that's why I stay hidden and off camera and unseen because I just being close to people freaks me out. <laughs> A peek behind the curtain. Uh, my camera is on, but this is an audio podcast, so the pauses, I am smiling, so just imagine audience, how you've been <laughs> audience, I am smiling and nodding and laughing. Um, you just can't hear it because, you know, audio. Um, well, let me ask you about like the contrast between like what Wusong represents, how he represents himself like in a music video like this and his personality. Has he talked about that in the past? where it kind of has that duality, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, and why is it that he's able to express himself so extravagantly, openly, in a music video like this, or his t-shirt, his jacket <laughs> is wide open? I uh, I don't know that he specifically talked about that. I, I think it comes down to, and I'm speaking as someone who's introverted, that it comes down to, like, even though like I am introverted, I have like that that quirky, like more energetic whatever side, and I think it's kind of the same for him in that kind of aspect of like 
yeah, he's more introverted. He likes doing things alone. I, I, he's talked about that recently, that he, he likes to, like, go out to eat and stuff alone and, and do things solo and whatever. Um, but, like, on the flip side of that, like, again, in the Twitch stream, like, when we were just jamming the music in the beginning, he was literally just dancing around his room. <laughs> like, he was just, just having a good time by himself, just doing stuff. And I, th I think that that's where it kind of comes in of... Um, even like if you're shy or introverted it that's that's not the only part of a personality you know so because he might be the other side the what we see in like the music videos and some of these solo songs um and it's it's, it's coming from somewhere i mean he's writing it um, <laughs> it's just another fact uh part of the personality that uh we just maybe don't see quite so publicly it's really interesting how he presents himself. I think the examples you said about him on stage being like super shy and giggling into the microphone, it's like, why are you like this? Um, in a curious way, at least for me. But then like, when he does a, a song like this and he has like this artistic explosion of like, creativity, it's like, wow, you've got a lot of stuff that you want to get off your chest, uh, figuratively and literally, if you didn't watch the music video. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think, I don't know. That, I think that's for me why I like him so much as an artist because um, he, I mean, one, a lot of his music is in the genre that I like and appreciate, but I think there are ways to interpret um, meaning from his music, both visually and musically, that is open to interpretation, kind of like we mentioned earlier. Because um, I, I see a lot of things that it's like, I experienced that, but that may not be his initial in, um, intention but it's again like an open open up open canvas um yeah it's interesting that the banksy exhibit was outside of the show because it's like more abstract art <laughs> or just like performance art and it's very on brand with Busan in a lot of ways it's like oh yeah he is an art weirdo too it's all it's all the same he is you should see his room that he does his twitch streams in it, the couch he has is an inflatable couch that has like graffiti all over it. <laughs> I uh, I fell in love with it. I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen, and I went online to like go buy it, <laughs> but it's like thousands of dollars. <laughs> thousands for an inflatable couch. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to process that. Who makes it? I. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know if I can find it quickly. Um, like a Chanel couch? No, it's some Gentle brand I've monster? never heard of, but you know. I make sunglasses, but I just, that's the only <laughs> thing I think of. I know. I understand. I'm sorry, K pop. <laughs> Gentle Monster makes sunglasses. Um, uh, uh, it is $1,600. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a I, lot of money. I found it. Here, let me, let me send this to you. <laughs> you can move clear across the country with that money. Yep. Um, this is the couch. I just sent it to you. <laughs> getting pinged. Getting pinged. Okay. And I will post this on Instagram for the listeners. <laughs> it's a... Well, it doesn't look super inflatable at all. No, it, it is. <laughs> okay, you're right. Well, like the, the couch frame... Um, it's very sturdy. Yeah. Right. It does feel like an actual couch, and then there's the, like the bottom yeah, part the, of it. The cushion you sit on is definitely inflatable. <laughs> the cushion, yeah. So I think that's the part where it's just very uh, 
questionable why it's 16,000. But the rest of it, okay, I can maybe understand. It's it's very Wusong, like, for sure. Um, <laughs> and then he's got, like, a giant TV in the room and then, like, some more artwork and stuff. So it's, it's, it's a very cool room. But the couch is, like, directly behind him. Um, back in January when he was doing, like, weekly streams at one point, he had his brother and his mom on Twitch with him. And they were all crammed on this couch together. <laughs> It was cute. Um, I think I've heard this before, um, but is he a mama's boy? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that doesn't sound super familiar. Okay. Can you explain the relationship that him and his mom have? I would like to psychoanalyze this um, <laughs> through your experiences with him, please. So um, he was actually born in Korea, but he and his mom moved to the U.S. when he was really little i don't remember exactly how old but they moved to california for better life opportunities um but she was very much a single mom um and so they were just always close because they were together he has a younger brother because i i he doesn't really talk about it but i guess his mom remarried because i i think it was just him and his mom when they moved here um i don't remember what happened with his dad but his dad is not in the picture um so it was just the two of them for a really long time. So um, I can speak from experience on that as well, that when it's just you and one parent and and times get a little tough um, because working as a single parent is hard. Uh, I can't imagine doing that in California with the cost of living. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think- I don't have kids, so I can't yeah. tell you, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> um, but, but with that, they he grew up really close with her um, and then he's pretty close with his brother, too. His brother, I think, is still in high school. So there's probably, like, a 10-year gap between them. Um, does his brother live in California also? Yeah. They all live together. He lives with his mom right now. <laughs> I have so much to say, but I also think it's incredibly wholesome yeah. and amazing. And it... To me, it informs a lot of why he is the way he is. Mm -hmm. um, one in the sense that he has like a lot of uh, artistic, artistic aggression, artistic <laughs> uh, expression that you know is just bubbling at the top, and that when he does release something new, um, it, it's just incredibly um, complex all the time. Um, I would even go back to like Dimples, um, and say like that was a really cool song. Um, I think even stylistically with. Um, like the way that his his fashion expression very much is an indicator that he has a lot of just pent up thoughts about <laughs> how he wants to express himself in the world um again this is armchair psychology <laughs> so take it for what it's what it's worth which is uh not very much but <laughs> it's but but again it, it's pretty cool that he's able to kind of have that grounding figure in his life with his mom and you can kind of see that there isn't conflict in the way that his art is being expressed, but more, uh, to me at least, kind of this reaching out, this longing, this being in search of something else, right? So yeah, um, I he, I think his mom is really really supportive of him. Um, just when with the Twitch stream alone, like she was just like talking, she's like, "Thank you for like supporting my son." You know, like, cute things like that. And I'm like, this is the sweetest. And so, like, anytime, like, we have any interaction with him now, we're like, tell tell mom we said hi. You know, like, the fans are, like, all in on it, too. It's it's so cute. It's so wholesome. 
Um, it's really funny that you mentioned his fashion. He, uh, at the Twitch stream before the album came out, he showed us all the clothes he bought for tour. It is all black. It's all black jeans. It's all black tops. It's all black. <laughs> he was like trying to match outfits and it's just like, everything's black. He's like, I, I guess I bought a lot of black clothes. Surprising. <laughs> he seems a little bit more like boisterous in like, well, I would imagine like in his clothes selection, his fashion selection. Um, just because the, the blue jacket he has in Phase Me is absolutely fire. Yeah, don't expect much color from the tour. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right. He must have been going through something that day when he was shopping. I, goes, ah. yeah. I, I think so. Because uh, even he was like, huh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> There's like, really there's like one like white like sweater or something, and everything else is black. <laughs> And I think th there might have been two two pieces of like white clothing, and one of them he's like, I didn't even buy this for tour. I just bought it because it was cute. <laughs> I'm like, nice. Great. I'm like, you might need that for tour because everything else is black. <laughs> it feels like Wusan, of all, all, relative to a lot of other artists, he wears his creativity on his sleeve because it's very out and open, even though he himself is very introspective. I think there's just a lot of examples that you're mentioning where it's like, yeah, like he, this is him. This is very genuinely sincerely him and i'm um really just appreciative of that to be honest because you know uh, not not to make a commentary on k-pop but at the same time because he's on his own he is able to kind of be his more authentic self and it's more clear that he's making these choices as opposed mm -hmm. to um being under a larger label who may have more say in the direction of an artist i i fully agree i i love watching when like it's always complicated when like uh, an artist or a group leaves a company, but like seeing the freedom and what they get to do afterwards is always so fascinating, um, and it's always exciting because they generally get more freedom. Even if they go to another company, they usually negotiate to have that freedom, and it's nice. But yeah, I agree. I think what's most fascinating to me about Wusung's personality is in high school he was a quarterback. <laughs> like that was his career aspiration was to play pro, pro football. For those who can't see, my head snapped back so fast in confusion. Um, can you go into more detail? Explain. Okay, so he want, he played quarterback in high school? Yep, he was quarterback in high school, and he was being scouted. And somebody tackled him and hit him kind of funny. It was pure accident and, like, knocked his shoulder out of place. Career-ending injury. So he actually he, he hit a really, like, jart time after that. Um because, you know, it's one of those, you have a life goal, it's working out, everything, you know, you're getting scouted for college, and, you know, everything's in the right direction, and then just something completely out of your hands just stops it all. Um, honestly, as somebody who has too many life plans and has always been the one of looking too far into the future constantly, the thought of, like, having something, like, pulled out from under me like that is, is devastating. Um, <laughs> so I, I can't imagine... Has he talked about that as being some foundation or basis for some of his music? Because that is, it's pretty traumatic, right? You know, being a teenager, having one idea of a direction of where your life's going to all of a sudden it being taken away. Um, but then finding music, right? And doing that and kind of touching so many people around the world the way that he does. Um, has he talked about that at any point? He does in his mindset. <laughs> mindset? Yes. You say. Um, 
Tell me more about this mindset. I've never heard about it before. Don't lie to me. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it for people listening in on the past in in, in past episodes. Um, but mindset is kind of celebrities, mostly K-pop at the moment, um, just telling kind of their, their life stories and, and different struggles and how they've kind of dealt with them. Um, and Song has one. I think it's eight or nine episodes long. Um, and he gets into a lot of a lot of stuff in his. He talks a lot about like like moving here to the US with his mom and kind of those struggles of, you know, the, the culture change for one. Because Korea to the US is drastic, especially in the nineties. Um because <laughs> uh, Woosung he's a cult. How old is Woosung, by the way? He's late twenties. He's a peer of ours? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm shook. <laughs> I see I'm that. Shook. Okay. Um, so, good, good. No. Yeah, so he talks. He gets his mom on the episode. It's always a tearjerker, you know. Um, <laughs> and then he talks about what happened with with football and, and kind of how that was a pretty low point for him. Um, and and kind of getting back up from that. Um and then just he goes a little into like things with the rose um and all that he uh um trigger warning i guess but he has an eating disorder um like he's he's okay right now but uh k-pop did a thing as it does sometimes um so he talks a little about that uh, i don't remember what else he talks about the the football one just always stands out to me because that I, it's I had not as dramatic, but I had something similar where I was supposed to get be guaranteed to get into this graduate program I, for to get my PhD that I wanted to get into, and for reasons out of my control, I was not allowed in, and it wasn't anything I did, is the problem. It was payback to somebody tied to me, um, <laughs> without getting into it too much because I don't want to publicly <laughs> shame anybody um people but, suck yeah it was Man. it was what it was rough so i didn't find out till like a week before classes started that i didn't get into the program because they and it's people i knew like i know the people that run the program um i know all of them they know me well they've known they at that point they'd known me for years there's literally like, i was guaranteed by the committee that makes the decision that i would get in no problem um and then i didn't <laughs> And I had to rethink my entire life plan because that was the only grad school I applied to because that was I knew I was going to get in and it was what I wanted. So I, I didn't really see the point in paying application fees um, and, and applying and writing essays and getting rec letters, like all the process for a program I didn't need to apply to because getting into the one I wanted and then I didn't get in and my life got turned upside down for a little while. Um, <laughs> So not as dramatic by any means, because clearly if I, I decided in the end, I didn't want to go to grad school. It was actually the best thing to happen to me, not getting into the program. It, I wouldn't have worked out. N clearly not as dramatic. I am still in the sciences. Not a big deal. I got a master's degree because I wanted to later on. Not quite the same as your entire career being stopped, <laughs> but relatable nonetheless. Um <laughs> So. I think that's an important part about like a lot of these stories, right? Especially like Wu Sung's and how, I guess like 
in a vacuum, it's very different, right? But I think the overall experience, the life-changing events, the directions that were changed you know, are, are similar, right? We internalize things differently, but they're all important to us. Mm -hmm. So like in your case, um, you were kind of able to zoom out and say like, if I went to this school, I probably would have hated it or whatever circumstance mm -hmm. it ended up, right? Um, and you got into a better situation. Or it's like Wusung, you know, I... let's just call it what it is. He's a Korean American kid. Like how many Asian Americans are quarterbacks in college and in the NFL, you know? So in a lot of ways, maybe, you know, I don't want to call this a silver lining situation, but you know, maybe this was the direction that better suited, better fits his overall trajectory of what he uh, eventually is and has become as far as, you know, touching so many lives across the world. I mean, me of all people who does not listen to boy groups, male artists, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Wusong. So, I mean, in that butterfly effect, I feel like that in and of itself is a net positive. So, you know, just kind of wrap it all back to you, know, you never really know what um, small effects you know have a larger chain of events down the line it's just you know it's all it's all very probabilistic right absolutely and well i'll say i'm sure it would be really cool for people who want who need that representation to have an asian american playing in the nfl would have been really cool um i can't think of any off the top of my head um but uh, personally, I'm a little biased, and I would much rather have the music. <laughs> uh, I'm I, glad I have the music, yeah. man. Right? It's one of those, I'm like, I can't imagine somebody with that kind of vocal playing in the NFL and not making music. Because <laughs> he has such a unique sound to his voice. Um, like, it's it's not, like, kind of the mainstream sound, I would say. Um, but I, I don't... I found the rose pretty early on in my K-pop career and I was like, oh, bands exist and then this exists and this is like straight into my emo heart because I was still li living in 2006 when, <laughs> like mentally, when I found K-pop in 2018. Um, I was listening to like Fall Out Boy and, and, and all of that. <laughs> Panic at the Disco. Something corporate perhaps? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's what I was listening to when I went into K-pop and I just didn't. I got back in Avril recently because of her new album, but I, I haven't listened to much besides K-pop lately. <laughs> Avril's making a comeback. She is. She's. She, it's wild. So she's made. She just came out with her album. Um, My Chemical Romance just dropped a new song, <laughs> and they're touring. Um, <laughs> Panic at the Disco's touring, um, which. Brendan Urie went off grid in 2020, and this is the first time anybody's heard from him as like a concert announcement. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think who else, because I, I was freaking out. Yellow Card. Yellow Card retired in 2017. Yellow Card is back? Yeah, did you not hear it? Oh, God. I wasn't sure if you were I a fan or not. I follow okay. other things, because I'm a very simple person. I... But I did listen to Yellow Card back in 2004. I was there. So, there's, so, you know, in, in Vegas, there's that, like, emo thing coming up in, like, the fall. Have you heard about that? Oh my god! So everyone, I know my chemical romance is supposed to play a festival. Is that the same festival? It, uh, yeah, 
It is because the headline for that is insane and it looks like a scam because there's like a million artists and there's three stages and it's in like six hours. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like everybody's going to play one song and that's it. There's like they're all okay, going to use. Yeah. yeah. So I saw that poster. <laughs> I'm like, what is this nonsense? This doesn't look real. Right. It it sounds incredible. And but the like the fine print on the ticket is there's no refund. Like even if it gets canceled, there's no refund. And I'm like, I'm not buying a ticket to that. Um, so whoever's going, somebody live stream it. Um, um, so there's another one that just got announced in Chicago, I think. I don't remember now. I think it's Chicago. And, Sounds really familiar, yeah. And that's where Yellow Card is coming back to go to that. Um, uh, the Academy Is is coming back for that. Uh, there was there was another one that's coming out of retirement for that one. Um, and I just, I was like... What I, year is this? I. Five? I know Are that's a time machine. Well, like I'm gonna end up forgetting K-pop because I'm just gonna go back to my emo roots and my like pop punk roots and be like, yes, give me all of this. Um, I forgot. There's there's been a few other like bands that are like, yeah, we're gonna put out music and tour, and I'm like, what did COVID do to everybody? Got everyone thinking. Right. I think <laughs> Bo Burnham was like the reason to for everyone to be okay expressing themselves and saying, hey, Netflix, put this, my existential <laughs> crisis. And all the musicians are like, hold my beer. <laughs> I got this. Yeah, that's... Um, one of my favorite groups is Framing Hanley. Do you know them? I don't. Okay. So they... I, I don't know if they were more regional because they're actually out of Tennessee. Um, and they retired a few years ago. And they randomly came back like a year ago. <laughs> So they've been doing their thing, releasing new music. Um, they got really popular for doing a cover of Lollipop. And I don't remember who sings the original, but it is a very inappropriate song. <laughs> I can think of Candy Shop by 50 yeah. Cent. It's in the same wheelhouse. Um, yeah. By Lil Wayne. Lollipop. Oh, I know that song. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I found them, because they got popular off of doing a cover of that. Um. <laughs> the album's really great, by the way. If you want to go back to 2007, 2008, Lil Wayne, great album. <laughs> <laughs> because you listen to so much rap music. I know, oh, yeah. right? I, uh, can I name a rapper? <laughs> I guess Lil Wayne, but... Uh... <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that's, I listen to a lot of writing music, but uh, that is not one of them. Um, uh, I'm... Um, I have a Gerard Way connection. Oh? That is all I'll say. Oh my god, you're gonna leave me hanging? <laughs> okay, I can, I'll give some more details. So, a friend of mine works in the entertainment business, uh -huh. and she works in post-production, and she, her, the majority of like the past five years has been working on Netflix shows. Ooh. So it, it's oh. not that she... Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but, but so... It, it, this is like the complex part of like entertainment is that she works for like Netflix, a Netflix show, but they're all pretty like siloed. So they uh. can have different creative teams, creative departments. So it's not as if like one show is produced the same as the next show. It's like pretty much like from the top down, every show has its own like mini company. And um yeah, the show that Gerard Way is very responsible for. <laughs> she knows him. Well, that's very that's, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's a good friend of mine. So, yeah. That's cool. what I will say about that. I've heard he's a pretty good dude. So. Yeah. 
Super awesome. Yeah. Which is nice. I hate when you have like a, a celebrity you like and then you find out they just they're awful and they like hate fans. <laughs> it's like just it, it, it's the saying like don't meet your heroes, right? Uh, absolutely. Um although like it's it, it, case by case, right? C- certain heroes are probably <laughs> okay. Just like most people are probably just okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, imagine being um imagine Will Smith being your hero. Oh, I'd be so upset right now. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just wanted to like throw that out there. Yeah. Um, so your your pop punk soul, your your being, um, is definitely getting tapped into in this current moment as you reflect on Simple Plan and Yellow Card. I love. Um, so they just had to come back too. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Um, I saw them how- in. Oh god, 2018? I think. I think it was 2018. 2018 was also a year of like pop punk. Cuz I saw them, I saw Dashboard Confessional, I saw All American Rejects. Um set What's it off. The singer for Dashboard Confessional, what's his name? I can't remember. He's like the only part of Dashboard. <laughs> he's very much a, the front man like face, but he's also just like He's he's all of it. Really great. Yeah. Cuz he re-released his songs in 2019. Yeah. On Spotify. It's incredible. I, I love his music. Yeah. He's great. It's really good. Um, I think that the, the old versions, and he just remastered them. Mm-hmm. So they look like the MTV unplugged versions of his song. I was like, what is this? I like, archive. I was a <laughs> child. <laughs> MTV unplugged is like my favorite thing in existence. So sounds, or the songs sound so good. <laughs> I, I have what? quite a few unplugged albums. Um, yeah, I love a good acoustic set. <laughs> I hope we get back to a day where we get more intimate shows like that, right? Yeah. In smaller venues, um, somewhat unplugged. Not you know, it has to be completely unplugged, but you know, it's very different than like a big arena, a big auditorium show. Yeah, that's what's been nice about some of these concerts, like what where Epic High and like Eric played here is a really small venue. Like, I think we maxed out at, like, 2,000 people. So, like, very small. I mean, that's definitely my preferred type of place. I don't like big arena concerts. Like, I mean, obviously, that's, like, where Monster X is about to play. Like, I don't know how many of us are going to fit there, but it's a lot. And it's it's fun. But I, I would much prefer to go to, like, an indie concert and just hang out with, like, 100 people than to be in a stadium somewhere or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Because at least in that case, well, me personally, I like standing room. I like mm-hmm. going into like the pit as opposed to like getting an assigned seat where I have to be mindful of the person behind me. Yeah. Um, I like standing. I like dancing. I like waving my hands. I like doing the things. I like moving. Um, so like an arena tour, you know, it's great. It's big. A lot of people get to see the, the artist. But if the person behind you isn't standing, then I feel kind of bad. I... I only feel bad if it's like a an ADA type of an issue where they're not standing. But outside of that, that is their personal choice to sit. And that is not my concern. Ruthless. <laughs> I'm good. This is the side of Alex. I spend Did a lot of know this? How you been? Do they know this person? No, they don't. <laughs> I'm usually more filtered. <laughs> but I Especially like like arena tickets. Like my ticket to see Monster X, I was just looking at a day that cost me four hundred dollars. 
So I'm I'm not gonna cater my experience to appease whoever's behind me just because they feel like sitting. <laughs> no accommodations for those who can stand up. Exactly. Like I I will adjust in some way if it's somebody who has something broken leg whatever you know like sure that's fine because I I do still want everybody to have a good time. But also I want to have a good time. <laughs> broken hearts do not apply. So, but I, we'll see. It should be a good time anyway. Um, we'll see. Uh, I've, it's They're playing at Radio City, so I've never been there. So that's going to be kind of cool. The, uh, the historic Radio City Music Hall. Yes. Right? Yes, I've walked by a few times. Because um, I went with my parents for Christmas in 2019, and we were going to go see the the Rockettes. But those tickets are also very expensive. So we decided not to. We went and saw something off-Broadway. <laughs> nice. A more intimate experience that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you about a pop-punk song from the album. <laughs> yes. Um, what did you think about track number four, Modern Life? It's my favorite song on the album. It's been on repeat the most. It has the closest, like, the Rose vibe to all the other songs on the album. Um, it is fantastic. I like the message behind it, too. I was reading the lyrics today. I hadn't really paid attention to them until this morning. It's, like, the fake reality of, like, Instagram and social media and, and the toxicity of it, honestly. Um, and I appreciate that because I, outside of, like, k-pop i don't really use social media (laughs) i have a facebook but i don't go on it (laughs) i have like a private instagram account but i don't use it my last picture was from like a hockey game like three years ago (laughs) (laughs) and uh my profile picture in there is from like five years ago (laughs) so i uh social media and how people fake how happy they are when you know that's not the case drives me insane um not that people should put all the negativity on the internet either but pretending to be something you're not bothers me (laughs) so it's a fun song outside of like the message though (laughs) it's fun to sing um woosung actually had his own comments on it his comment on the song was that you will know every single word to it <laughs> which i thought was hilarious so he's into it <laughs> i definitely knew the chorus immediately i'll say that much yes <laughs> fake face fake friends fake fantasies yeah mm-hmm. pretty good i like pretty it pretty good this song. yeah um yeah i i really like the song um i think after having dug into the lyrics like like you, it resonates far more than when I initially heard it. Because I did get catch the chorus, but that was the only bit of it that I that I was really paying attention to. But the entire song is this essential, essentially like a message towards, um, you know, what we find is real, like what what do we consider real? What do we consider important? Um, and all the things that we see on the internet, um, I think one of the lines literally is him all on my little screen. So alluding to like the phone mm-hmm. and like what you find, um, through social media and like all the different apps, um, and how you validate yourself. 
and that validate that validation should be internal. It's mm -hmm. kind of what I g gather from this. Um, you know, if, if, and if if you're the kind of person who spends a lot of your time on the internet on social media, you know, that's your prerogative. You know, I'm not shaming people who 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 that is their their life, but there is a life in the world outside of that, and you have to kind of reevaluate how that side of your life is being affected. Mm -hmm. I think that's like the more important question, right? Because in a vacuum in and of itself, like social media has a lot of uses. It's very um, helpful for connecting people. I mean, that's how we became friends. <laughs> but at the same time, like if you're too inundated, if you're too consumed by it, there are uh, a lot of negative side effects. Sorry <laughs> to, <laughs> to reference song number two, but um, to, to social media, right? So I think it, it's, it's really brilliant because like you said, like if, you don't, if you're not paying attention to the lyrics, it's a really cool, enjoyable song. Um, that ends the four track album, but there is a very much clear meaning to what he wanted to say in the song too. Yeah. I, I definitely didn't catch it till I read the lyrics today. Cause like the, the chorus and then like the, the F your modern life or whatever the line is, I was like, okay, I can vibe with that. But that was like the only part that really stuck out to me. And then I was like, Oh, there's a lot more to this song. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Who song killing it with these songs? <laughs> or songs for incredibly impactful songs, right? Yeah, and it's it's it's. Just, I was listening through genre again today too, and it's just both albums are very much Wusung, but also very different from each other. Like I feel like genre was maybe a lot more upbeat overall. Um, I don't know if that was just because I got stuck on the one song with Ashley uh, on repeat because it's my favorite one on the album. <laughs> To be clear, not Ashley from Ladies Code. I looked it up. I just double checked. I wanted to make sure. It's not? Is it? Yeah, it is. Am I wrong? Yes. She promoted it. <laughs> I could have sworn I double and triple checked and I could not find for the life of me what Ashley this is. I'm... Now I'm doubting it, but I... But if you're telling me, I believe you 100%. It's just, I thought I read it in, I thought I found what I found. And wow, this is a crisis happening live on your show. Yeah. I am a fake fan, clearly. Is it that? Hold on. We're, we're, we're researching this live yeah. for all the Hollywood um, listeners. So um, is, is that her? Or... I just sent you a photo. <laughs> Is For that... those that don't know, <laughs> I am an enormous Ashley Choi fan, at least formerly large Ashley Choi fan. I have to submit my resignation <laughs> because I clearly don't know anything about the person that I have been pining over for years. No, that is her, 100%. Um, I they're... thought that was the case at first because I recognized her voice, but I must have read like a credit where it didn't show like her full name. And then I was just convinced that it wasn't her. Oh, I just, I had such a crisis because I was like, I was pretty sure, like, because I thought it was hilarious because I know you're such a big fan. And I'm like, it's my favorite song on the album. <laughs> I was like, I, have I thought it was her too. And then I read, I was looking for credits to like confirm. And for some reason, my brain said it's not the same person. And I was so convinced. I... I must have been in her story on t Instagram because I'm going through her Instagram right now and I don't see anything about it. 
She's living her best life, though, that's for sure. Um, we can do an Ashley segment? We can do an Ashley segment. We, we can. So, <laughs> Ashley, um, you know, a, a Dive Studios uh, podcast host for Get Real. Um, former Ladies... No, ladies Code still technically exists, so she's the leader of Ladies Code. Is she? Uh, yeah. She I is. didn't know that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know her. I'm a true fan, I swear. <laughs> um, and right now, she has just been doing various promotional um, gigs throughout Korea. Um, she went on a trip to... I forget exactly. Sapien? The island, Sapiens Islands? Um, I think that's what it's called. Um, and that was a promoted trip. Uh, where you know she was just you know living her best life and being an island person, wearing island clothes. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Um, yeah, a lot of photos. She's just enjoying her life. One day we will talk to the people that we care about so much. There is a non-zero chance that it happens. Let's just say that much. <laughs> It'll happen. I'm gonna make it happen for you. <laughs> Don't bring up the Wusan thing. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, she's the like top comment on the on the visualizer for this. By the way, <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> I I don't really know what to say <laughs> because when I heard that song earlier this year, I was like, "Yes, that is Ashley," and then I just wanted to confirm on Wikipedia or wherever I looked it up. And for some reason, I was just so convinced that it wasn't. That's really funny. Well, it was. So we're good. <laughs> Are we? I mean, you just caught, like, my crisis live on a recording. I mean, I can cut it. We can pretend it never happened. <laughs> Do what you want. It's your show. I'm just a guest. I'm going to leave it. <laughs> great. Great. Great, great. <laughs> So. Ashley, if you ever listen to this, just know I really, really like that song to the <laughs> point where I had to like research it. For whatever reason, my brain decided not to register anything. I kind of hope Ashley never listens to my podcast. <laughs> I don't want people... <laughs> Celebrities listening to my podcast is like the most terrifying thought process. <laughs> what if Woosung listened to this? That'd be amazing. I would panic. <laughs> I just I just need to not know. That would be fine. I see so many like fan call videos where where these idols are like um going on these fan calls and going, "Oh, hey, I watched your uh your reaction video to our comeback." And I'm like, "You recognize them. What is happening?" <laughs> and that is why the camera is off. <laughs> I really am curious how they find it, right? Because I don't there's just so much, right? There's just so many, like, fan-created content. So much fan-created content. Where it's, like... So, I know Juhan from Monster X takes the time during comebacks and all his free time to sit down and watch all the reaction videos. So... <laughs> like, that, he specifically said he goes and looks for them. So... And he has recognized people from reaction videos that he's never actually spoken to. That's incredible. Yes. Good for him. So it's it's cool. Uh, I wonder sometimes how good f for his mental health that might be if it's not always good, you know? Yeah. Like, like feedback that's not always 100% positive is fine, but some people can be unnecessarily harsh. 
And that's where I'm like, uh, maybe he doesn't need that. <laughs> maybe he's just built different. Maybe he's just yeah. like, it rolls off his shoulder like a droplet of water. Like, I got this. I hope so. I'm, <laughs> I'm secure in who I am. I hope so. I mean, his when I, music's been when doing he great. Goes so. to Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, looks into the crowd and hears a voice. It's like, I recognize her voice. She's done a podcast before. Oh, no. Is there, is there an Alex in the crowd? Come on stage. And then he gets down on one knee and asks you to sing along with him. I would never do that. Ever. Ever. I can't sing in tune for anything. And there are too many cameras in a Monster X concert. <laughs> well, a public proposal is out of the question for Juhan. I Well, first off, the fans there would terrify me for that as well. <laughs> I mean, there are other members of Monster X. <laughs> I'll say right. we ha I feel like we handled Shonu's dating scandal pretty well. <laughs> but I also think that was because everything else was happening at that time. <laughs> that was when everything happened with Wono. <laughs> and then all of a sudden Shonu was dating somebody married. <laughs> so it's the whole thing. <laughs> but, a lot. But they've had other dating scandals, and I don't think those have gone over too well. But we haven't had one in a really long time, so. The one with Shona was the last one we had, but I feel like even before then, it's been a while. They hide it well. Cause there's no way they're not dating. <laughs> I would feel bad for them if they're not dating, unless it's by, like, choice. <laughs> but, uh, any other thoughts on Wusung or... Or the album, or anything. I'd say overall, if you are new to Busung, this is a great introduction into him being a very artistic and creatively forward musician. Um, from the music video into the album, and it's very easy, easy to digest because it's only four songs, but it's four songs that play really great in concert with each other. So that's like just a big overview of how I feel about it. My favorite song, Side Effects. Um, their side effects occur when you consume <laughs> things, whether that is um, prescription or perhaps not. And there are a lot of great lyrical metaphors that he uses to wrap the idea of um, feeling side effects with this longing, this pining for a loved, uh, for a, someone that you love or someone that you desire. Um, and it is very uh, evocative of a lot of things that I have experienced in my life. Maybe I'm just projecting, <laughs> but I will say it is incredibly vivid. Again, this is my personal experience, but I love that song a lot. So yeah, that's, that's what I will say. That was a song that had a feature. Did you know the Sadika? Did you know them? I don't know that person, no. I, I don't either. So, very cool to do a collab with somebody I've never heard of. Um, he's, he's done a lot of collabs a lot, and they've always been fun. They've always been really good songs. Um, like his collab with Ashley? Yeah, with Ashley, and then he did one with BM on that album, too. Um, which was good. Uh, I think my favorite collab is actually the one with Peniel from B2B. <laughs> 
Did he just get all of Get Real on his album? Is that what happened? So that wasn't on the album. That was actually when he was still under the label. Um, and it was like a just a single that they released. I don't think it's like on an album. <laughs> That's amazing. So it's a Maybe, fun, yeah. it's a fun one. Um, my favorite is he has like a, a line in there where he goes, "My name is Sam, and I like some ham." Um, <laughs> when girls see me, they go, "Damn." <laughs> And, uh, yeah. jokes on all of us, he doesn't actually like ham. <laughs> it just rhymed. <laughs> Definitely living his best creative life. Yeah, it's, it's great. Because it's, it's like the one line that sticks out to everybody because it's just so funny. And then he was like, but guys, for real though, I don't actually like ham. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, Side Effects was, it was a whole song. The whole album was great. Um, it was very cool to to listen to it one at a time, and like see his live reaction with it. Um, it's a good time. But uh, so I guess we'll wrap this up then. Do you want to plug your podcast? <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, I am a host of a podcast called the Soju Talk Nation. It is a um, sibling show of the main show called Soju Talk. There is a Discord for that community. Um, the main show is a new releases and news show. So if you want new releases, if you want the, uh, the latest happenings in the world of K-pop, that is the place to go. The main hosts are Doug, Warren, and Anita. They are fantastic. Um, I do the after show, where I bring on specific guests um, to talk about specific topics about life in K-pop, how K-pop has affected you in life, and your personal experiences in K-pop all while reflecting on um, a new release or a song that has recently come out. So um, we are actually going to do a home and away. <laughs> so we just did Woosung here and we're going to go and record Woosung, um, a Woosung episode um, very shortly on Soju Talk Nation. So check us out. Yep. I highly recommend. I I think my favorite has been the, the, the Queendom episodes where I haven't been watching Queendom, but I'm so invested. Um, <laughs> it's been a good time. Um, but yeah, so check them out. Uh, and then you can find me wherever you're already listening to this at and on social media. Come say hi and I'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.